Hello and welcome to another show of Guilty by Association, and we're going to do uh, something a bit different this episode. So transport yourself to Auckland in New Zealand. You are currently sitting around the table. Uh, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. You've drunk quite a lot last night with some very good people, and you're now contemplating whether to start drinking again as you have a pub crawl planned for the day. So you're currently sitting across the road from one fellow. There's a few other people of the house who've gone out shopping and we're expecting them back. And we have a whole bunch of recording equipment. Should we just hit record and say something? I think so. Well, let's quickly do one then. Fucking rip. Let's do it. Pop. Pop. Cheers. Delicious. Well, welcome to the first ever international recording of Guilty by Association. And today we have a special guest, Humphreys. Hello. What's going on? Not too impressed with today. Why is that, Humphreys? But but unwell. Mm-hmm. Taking my medicine now. Indeed. And welcome. We now have studio guests. Here we got live studio audience. We got live studio audience. <coughs> it's not going to cause damage. Where have you been, girls? On the beers. Yeah. Thank you. Come and have a chat to us. What have you been doing? What's the goss? Been for brunch. Mm-hmm. Very nice place actually. Some good food. Really? Yeah. We've had a handful of salted peanuts. Have you? Yeah. Wow, is that it? You guys are crazy. Thanks. Did you sleep well? Not particularly. No. no. I slept pretty good. I didn't sleep very well either. Why? Because he was like a train. <laughs> <laughs> a drinking train. <laughs> what, you were emitting you steam? You that you were a drinking train. Yeah. Listen to your <clears> voice. I'm a bit raspy today. You are. Well, this is going down well. And I would have to say it's one of the best hair of the dogs I've had. <laughs> what, is, that's weak. That's weak. what is hair of the dog? I want to know what a hair of a dog is. Yes, the origins of that. One moment, sir. Yes, please. Wikipedia away. Ladies, the studio audience, would you care to have a guess? Hair of the dog. No. Could we swap it with another animal, like a goat? <clears throat> or a llama? Hair of the llama. I think that the uh, Nepalese would say. Oh, what does it say? Well... Oh. The informal definition of hair of the dog is an al- alcoholic drink taken to cure a hangover. I'm cured. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, Always hair of the dog, short for hair of the dog that bit you. Oh, that's right. Is an expression in the English language currently used to refer to alcohol that is consumed with the aim of lessening the effects of a hangover. What does it say under etymology? Ah, the expression originally referred to a method of treatment of a rabid dog bite by placing hair uh, from the dog in the bite wound. So it's about replacing what's hurt you with the thing that's hurt you. So basically it's saying, you get bitten by a dog, kill it, then use its skin and hair I'm pretty sure that's not what it said. That's interesting. So so that means that we are inflicting pain upon ourselves by drinking alcohol, and to be cured, we shove more alcohol into our wound, which is our mouth. So what should we do? Are we heading back out again? Do you guys need a rest? Um, We're well, reloading now, this is brilliant. Yeah, if you guys are happy here for about half an hour or so, I can go and get, I need to quickly buy some makeup. And then I'm thinking that what we'll do is I'll drive over to the shore, we'll do those two pubs, and then I will either drop you in town and then come back here and get an Uber back. Okay. Or we'll all get an Uber back or whatever. We'll do something like that. Do you think people are going to be impressed with our organisational skills? Yes. Listen to this podcast. You can edit it out. It'll be fine. I, I <laughs> yeah. So I guess we need to, to bring up the hot topic of dis- uh, discussion from last night. What's that? Lauren Reed. Yes or no, Maddie? <laughs> Bloody brilliant! I want some more. <laughs> I was walking. So we're walking along. I'm I'm, I'm hot off the plane. Been wined and dined inside the Subaru, 
and uh, we rock up to Abdol's um, liquor mart. Where was that? Next to our butcher. Oh right, okay. The butcher, which has just been ram raided in a in an all out attack the night before. That's what happens here in Auckland. Oh, no. And the kebab the, shop. The curry shop and the kebab shop got ram raided. I really want some kebabs. <laughs> Pops and his little Nissan. Was it Teela? <laughs> Whatever you people call your cars. And yeah, and yeah. So we walk in and we walk into the cool box. And I was just amazed by the prices. It's so damn cheap. I'm going to convert. I'm going to get a Kiwi passport. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lion Red. Humphreys is like, yeah, these are all the cheap ones. Leon Rouge. It was good. So you guys call it Leon Rouge. Well, when we're, when we're being fancy. <laughs> I think we're very fancy, aren't we? I think so, looking at the cheese board. Well, yeah, as we proved last night. Yep, we went through the whole slab. <laughs> yeah, and they were everywhere, all over the bloody living room when I got up this morning. Uh, <laughs> sign of a good night. It's, sign, it, it's actually a sign of a healthy evening because it shows that you've moved around you know you don't want to get deep vein thrombosis from a drinking session we at least went over to the to the door that's a lot more than you travel on a long-haul flight <laughs> so for those who've just joined us because i know that people usually start my podcast way in that um that we are now about to shove more hair of the dog in the in the wound, which is our face. You get you get in the comments. Skip to four minutes, thirty seconds. <laughs> Gets good from there. That's when it that's when it really starts. You're about to hear a refreshing sound. Ooh! Did you hear almost, that pop? That almost sounded like a. How did that go through <laughs> the pop filter? That sounded like. <laughs> that sounded like someone dislocated their their arm. <laughs> Could happen. It's like in Cliffhanger, you know, when um, Sylvester Stallone was You're like... Gonna die! <laughs> Alright team, I'm gonna go, I'll be back soon. Okay. And then we'll head out. Pub crawling. Now we need to talk about various things. So we've sorted off hair of the dog. <coughs> Do you have a topic that you would like to discuss? What's really burning on your mind, Humphreys? Um... What's making you angry? I'm not too sure. I'm just festering away in my own filth at the moment, trying to make myself feel better. He's angry. That's it. He's angry about not being angry. Yeah. I've got nothing to be angry at. Should I be angry at that? Yeah. So we've actually got a dietitian here on, on the on the show today, named Sofo. <laughs> Come in. Hi. Can't hear you there. You need to lean in. Hold on. I'll move, to, I'll move um, the shoe. Commandeer your microphone. There we go. So Sophie, tell us about. Being a dietitian, what does that mean? I don't know. Do you does that mean you're constantly eating lettuce? It, it, it does. That's what I had for dinner last night, wasn't it? Amongst other meats and... <laughs> Amongst slow-cooked beef. Yeah, yeah. Now, for Humphreys and myself, they're looking to lower our blood pressures, because you have a very low blood pressure. Yeah, one that would kind of constitute you as dead. Uh, what do you recommend that lifestyle changes we make to get our health under control? And if you make some suggestions that I think you're going to, you can get fucked. <laughs> that positive attitude, that'll get you there. Well, that, just got to think. <laughs> we just got to think healthy. Think healthy. That's brilliant. Is that all? It's, I all, can, it's all in the head. I can do that whilst having a, a um, cheese and bacon pie. Would you recommend a diet of beer and cheese for a healthy heart and liver? <laughs> No comment. No comment. 
This is your professional. This is yeah. This, right is, this is your world mm-hmm. declined. Do you remember that guy who was a CEO um, and he was being asked about some dodgy activity, and all of these journalists are chasing him along the street, and he said, "I can't talk because I'm eating my biscuits." No, but that guy sounds like a cracker. And um, you like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to celebrate by drinking a beer. Now, what I've got here, people, is the conversation nomadic. Those who listen to my podcast, which is none of you, will know this well. And we're going to start off with the love questions. Yeah? Oh, the same love questions from last night? The same love questions. Oh, yeah. Um, now, obviously, as we work through these Humphreys, you and I will develop a deep relationship. And Kate might be a bit surprised when she comes back. So, question one. Um, take four minutes and tell me your life story in as much detail as possible. Go. Four minutes? Yeah. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> Four minutes, so we can make it three. On your marks. Well, you want to know where it started? Basically, yeah. I actually don't know where it officially started, but nine months after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, into the world in Christchurch. I believe. Where was I born? Christchurch. Yes, Christchurch. Yes. Yep. Don't remember much of the first couple of years. Moved, uh, moved around. Wellington. Fair enough. Been there before. Can't say I have. Mm, it's a great place to do podcasts. Uh, like but it. I do know it's also named after a duke. It's named after a type of boot. Next. So Wellington. What happened yep. in Wellington? Uh, not much. Can't remember a lot of it. Fair Lived enough. in a two-story house there, though, in Kandala. Then moved to a place called Harbour, which is about an hour from New Plymouth. Mm-hmm. My dad was a policeman, so we uh, we moved around where the crims moved to. So we just <laughs> followed them. And uh, yeah, yeah, did, uh, did the rest of the kindy there. Moved into uh, the big boys' school. Nice. Year one. Were you rubbing shoulders with all the criminals' children? Well. Were you undercover yeah, child? Yeah, yeah, So um, it was, you know, public school, so definitely criminals. Um, so yeah, yeah, went to school. No shoes on. That's what we did there. Just bare feet everywhere. What, at school? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Rough school. You didn't have any bindies. What the fuck's a bindi? What do you, you don't, What's a bindi? What bindi? A bindi is that thing that the uh, Indian ladies put on their forties. No, you Kiwis. What are you talking about? hunters. <laughs> no. A bindi are like those little bastard things that grow in the grass. Thistles. Thistles? Like little prickle things. Yeah, but they stick off in your foot. Yeah, yeah. they like, look like little seeds, but they yeah. sharp at one end. Yeah. Yeah, we got them, but we just didn't care about them. What do you call them? Prickles. Just prickles. <laughs> prickles. Prickles. Yeah. Okay, continue. So you, you're walking around defiant yeah, of prickles. No shoes on? No, no shoes on. Uh, we went to a school called Middleton Grange, and they tried to... Um, Get me into Jesus. Yeah. Didn't work, thankfully. Did they get Jesus into you? No, no. But I think since I didn't get any Jesus here, all the other kids got a wee bit more. Oh, that's, oh, that's so generous. So there's like 1.1 Jesuses in every kid there because I didn't take my part, my part of Jesus. I never knew that you were a philanthropist, Humphreys. Oh. So were you going to follow Father into a life of um, crime and punishment? No, so uh, my ultimate dream when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life was to be a fireman. Is that right? Yeah, so not really a crime fighter, but a firefighter. So you were fighting the combination of fuel, heat, and oxygen. Mm-hmm. Damn right. It's almost like Captain Planet, so you're like versing the three, like the trifecta of evil. I am. What? Well, I could have. I should have. You could have been like a bouncer. I still, I still can. You walked into a club and you're like... Hey, Oxygen, getting a bit too friendly with that heat source and that fuel source there. You back guys, it up, back it up. You've had you too much. You guys are a bad combination. 
But instead of that, I uh, went into a life of public service. Public service. What does that mean? I work for the government, like a firefighter does. So you walked up. You walked up I to the government. You had you had your shiny polyester suit and your tie done up, it and your shirt that was about five I, sizes I too big. <laughs> Wall. And so, he said, uh, "Excuse me, I would like a job at the government." Yeah, can I have a job answering 100 phone calls a day from the public? Oh yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, you can, mate, because you're awesome." And I was like, "Thanks." So, what did the public have to say to the government? So, I work for ACC. They are our state um, accident insurer. So, much like your workers' comp, you have back home. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, generally, they are the people that were ringing up didn't want to be ringing us because they'd been hurt. Let's see. Right. So. Hurt, hurt physically, hurt emotionally. Yeah. Both, mm-hmm. sometimes. And, uh, yeah. But that was a great job, actually. I liked my uh, six years at ACC. So, do you have a phone voice? This is it now. This is your phone voice? This is my phone voice. Wow. And how long have you been practicing that phone voice for? It took me a wee while. I didn't know I needed one when I first started my job. Yeah. It was quickly apparent that I did. Obviously. So, some, a few hours after work each night. Yeah. Yeah, in front of the phone. <laughs> you did you did some uh, elocution. How now, brown cow? Ma'am, yes, I know that you've had a ton of bricks dropped on your pelvis, but to trust me, the ACC is here to help. Yeah, I, I know you can't walk, but when do you think you're going back to work? <laughs> Damn. So you answered phone calls. Yeah. You practice. You're like Rocky. You woke up 4 a.m. every day. You had eight eggs raw, and then you stood in front of a phone and you elocuted like you've never elocuted before. And this is the result. So this was Christchurch, yeah. This was in Dunedin. Dunedin. So in Dunedin, do you have like a um, a, a, a collection of steps going up to some monument like they do in Philadelphia, and you ran up there with your phone, rotary phone? Are we talking? No, no, so it's a bit different in Dunedin. We don't have the old um, the old steps. We just run up to the top of Baldwin Street. Yeah. The, the world's steepest street. More facts. There are there are steps. World steepest street. This I need to see. So according to world's steepest street, first result is Baldwin Street. Let's have a look. Can you imagine a website? You know, back in the day when the internet was like a little child and like, oh, it's possible. All kind of wonders. Would people ever really think that there would be a, de- a web page dedicated to a street? Well, here we are, it's the future. So, Baldwin Street in Dunedin, New Zealand is the world's steepest residential street. Ah, uh, see, we've already got some kind of conditions here. Yeah, we do. There's obviously a more steeper commercial street somewhere. Uh, um, according to the Guinness World Records, it is located in a residential suburb of North East, East Valley. Valley. Oh, the valley. There we go. Where it never thaws. <laughs> It never thaws, so it's no. permafrost. Uh, the frost only disappears when it rains. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. So, what everyone's on the edge of their seat for, and what everyone really... Do you want to know another interesting fact about Baldwin Street? Yeah, go on. They have a pretty sweet race down that uh, every year. What, they push an old woman down? No, it's even better. <laughs> they release like 10,000 uh, jaffers, and the, first, <laughs> and the first jaffer to make it to the bottom, that person wins. Well, how do you know who's is who? There's numbers on them. Well, how do you avoid the gutters? That's all like you in the draw. The ruthless, ruthless. Yeah. You want the gutters, so that counts. So there's like a, a thousand tons of chocolate rolling down that street. Can you imagine being a kid just like having eternal Easter? <laughs> I'd be down in the gutters with like a, a scoop. Yeah, yeah, with a 
the kids are down with their bag at the bottom trying to pick them up at the end. <laughs> so you're just like... Oh, sorry, Bobo kids and university students. <laughs> so everyone's down there like collecting these Jaffas with whiteout numbers on them, <laughs> contracting some kind of toxin. Um, so origins of the street. Now, according to the internet, the, steep, the street's steepness was unintentional. How does that work? All the council workers there at the end, they're like... Ah, oh, shit. They didn't take any gradients or anything when they started tar sealing the road. It's like, all Kevo, those, that's a lot steeper than I thought. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a huge tourist attraction. Tour, tour buses stop off there every day and people walk up and walk Turn around. Up. Walk up. Some cars can't get up there. I bet they can't. I bet my uh, I bet that my Nissan Pintara 1986 GXC with dual spark plug and electric aerial could make it up there. Two spark plugs. Two spark plugs per cylinder. It was an absolute beast. Associated events. The street is the venue for the annual event in Dunedin, the Baldwin Street Gut Buster. <laughs> is that what you just mentioned? That's not the Japanese. Every summer since 1988, this exercise in fitness and balance involves athletes running from the base of the street to the top and back down again. What is the record time? I'd be interested to know that. Um, the event attracts several hundred competitors and the race record is 1 minute 56 seconds. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for a steepest street. Yep. Can you imagine a, a father, right, really protective over his daughters, decides to buy a house at the top of Baldwin Street to fend off potential suitors who do not drive a car with enough power mm -hmm. or enough physical fitness to make it to the top of the street? And what, if, you know, if one did get to the top, he's got that big pot of boiling oil that he can drop from above. No, it's not a pot of boiling oil, it's a pot of Jaffers. It's like, <laughs> Oh, you made it this far, son. What's your name? Uh, my, my name's Steve. Oh, well, come in, Steve. And the next thing you know, he pushes the, the cauldron over. It's like... <laughs> it's kind of like Deneen's version of that scene from Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive jaffa rolling down. You know what I'd do? If I was a father and in comes potential suitor, I would take him straight to the library, which I would have set up, even if it's like a cupboard. I'd just put like a really old encyclopedia set in there. I'd close the door and we'd start just smoking up some stogies and I'd just like interrogate the guy, feed him some really like heavy booze and yeah, and he would just have to try and impress me. <clears throat> feed him some Lion Red. So, oh, see some if, Lion Red. See if he likes it. Exactly. That could be the first test. And then I'd put him in a massive jaff and roll him back down the bottom. Baldwin Street. Did you know that there is a world's crookedest street? Where was that? Same train? No. What? What's that studio oh. audience? There is that steep street on the start of Full House. I wonder how steep that is. You remember the show Full House? I do. Yeah, there's a steep street on there. I want to know in here in Wikipedia. Here we go. Of course, there is a section of this page of the internet that says Contro controversy of claim. Oh, brilliant. Can you imagine this? Baldwin Street's claim to fame has caused some controversy after it merged that the original entry of the Guinness Book of Records was based on a typographical error. That's why you don't get bloody uni students or povo kids to put it in. Claiming a, a maximum gradient of 1 to 1.266 or 38%. That's massive. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. That's almost 45 degrees. Yeah, yeah, it's 7%. Seriously. Off. Four minutes, so is, is that the end of your life story? Yes, I think so. Well, you know the rest of it. I went over to England, meet you. Now I'm doing a podcast. A fine summation. What do you value most in a friendship? 
a bit of a weird question, isn't it? Just isn't the friendship part the part you value? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, well, what do I value? Um, it depends. If I've got rich friends, their money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I've got poor friends, their money. <laughs> I don't know. It's a stupid Your question. money. Stupid question. Next. Stupid. Okay. Dismiss that one. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything but the way you are living now? No, I don't think so, no. Well, because it's not going to make a difference, is it? No, it's not. So it's just... Would you go back to work on Monday? Well, no. Would you still put your rubbish out for collection day? I would until the last week, because then it's not my problem. So you'd have some guy down on the street be like, Oi, put your rubbish out. Be like, fuck off, I'm dying next yeah. week. Yeah, I'm going to die tomorrow, so why would I bother wasting my time? Exactly, that'd be a really good excuse, wouldn't it? Yeah. To get like the taxation officer ringing you up, complaining about, you know, you're behind, or you haven't paid rent. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm dying next yeah, week. Yeah, try and get it to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, alternate sharing something you consider positive characteristic of your partner. Mm -hmm. Share a total of five items. Say that again. Five good things about Kate. Yeah, what's five good things about Kate? And then what's five good things about you? That's a very difficult question. I never think about shit like this. <laughs> five good things about Kate. Yeah. Five good things about me. Well, let's start with me first. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Um, five good things about Kate. This is a very difficult question. Do you think about things like this? What's five good things about Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy's not my partner. No, he's not, but why don't think about anything like that with any people? I can tell you five good things about Jimmy fairly quickly. Um, he knows lots of really bad jokes. He swears a lot. Um, he's very good at hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Um, he's very good at being lazy when required such as not opening up his mail or putting handles on the kitchen kitchen drawers. Um, and he's a Lloyd. So his surname makes him... Basically... So one thing you like about him is he shares the same surname as you. Yeah, because he's in the club, you know. He's, he's, he's putting forth my bloodline that I've so far failed to uh, invest in. <laughs> Dumb philosophy is a collection of questions that really make you think about life but in a stupid way. If my goal was to fail and I failed, did I succeed or fail? That's deep. Yeah. Well, you achieved what you wanted to. Didn't you? I guess I did. Yeah, you achieved nothing, but your intentions was to achieve nothing. So I failed? No, you, you were successful. I succeeded. You yep. succeeded in your failure. Okay, good, we got that one cleaned up. This is easy. The whole podcast should have been like this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it up a notch. Oh, this question has never been before asked. <laughs> Why? If you stole my pen and told me you'd return it if I guessed what you're going to do with it, would you return it if I guessed you'd never return it? Well, yes. You'd have to. Because that's the rules. You guessed what I was going to do with it. But this is assuming that you were going to break the pen rules, which was never to return it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So do I lie to you or do I lie to myself? Exactly. I'd probably lie to you. And lie so to would, you. I get the, would I get the pen back or not? No. 
It's a good Parker pen as well. So don't lend me your best pen. What's the chance of you getting this question correct? A, 50%, B, 25%, C, 13%, D, 25%. There's D, there's four options. Yes. Thanks, next. You haven't opened your beer. Oh yeah. Get the pot going. Now, that's dumb philosophy. I'm like the, the new age version of Aesop, really. What's that? Aesop, Google them. Aesop's fables. Aesop. Aesop, just wise and tell stories that mean things. Fascinating fables. Yeah, fascinating. More Come hair on. of the you dog. You gotta go straight up to get the bang. I don't know if I want the bang, I want more like the I want that slow, let's listen really carefully. Oh. That sounded like a really wet fart. <laughs> what does it taste like? <laughs> I'll let you know. Aesop's Fables from taleswithmorals.com What are fables? Stories. Stories with a hidden meaning. Well, not it's not even hidden, is it? It's just... A moral. Can, yeah. That's I'm going to give you an option. Let's go for three. <clears throat> One. The ass in the lion skin fable. Is this one you're on about? The donkey in the lion skin. Yeah, is, uh, I don't know. There's one. I'm sure they will. Why did you have more into animals involved when you're trying to describe it? The lion, the fox, and the beast's fable. Are they all about animals? No, there's a man and his two wives fable. Oh, that would be a good one. All right, let's do that one. Wouldn't it? Okay, you've just tuned into the man and his two wives and Aesop's fable. In the old days, when men were allowed to have many wives, a middle-aged man and one wife that was old and one that was young, each loved him very much and desired to see him like herself. Now the man's hair was turning gray, which the young wife did not like, as it made him look too old for her husband. So every night she used to comb his hair and pick out the white ones. But the elder wife, what the hell's this stupid pop-up? Okay, it, that's not part of the story. But the elder wife saw her husband growing grey with great pleasure, for she did not like to be mistaken for his mother. So every morning she used to arrange his hair and pick out as many of the black ones as she could. The consequence was the man soon found himself entirely bald. The end. Mm. Isn't there a one about a lion? It's just all about nitpicking really, isn't it? So what do we make what do we make of this? Is this what happens when you try and be changed by a woman, Humphreys? Two women. Do you have Kate picking out your hair? No. Obviously. But I am losing quite a lot of it, aren't I? <laughs> Something's happening at night, I reckon. Maybe I am getting greys and then in a deep sleep they're getting plucked out. I don't know. I found my first grey hair. There. Oh, facial grey. Facial grey. Did you, did you embrace it or did you remove it? No, I'm like, fuck it. I've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah. I'm waiting for my first grey pube now. Would you going that that would be my most would fondest you prefer memory? That you found it or someone else found it? <laughs> Why would someone else find it? Because they're looking at your pubes. Would uh, you do you want to be the first person to find your first grey pube? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind if someone else discovered it based on favourable circumstances. Such as, um, I was doing a nude streak at the mall. At Soviet Park? Yeah, at Soviet Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there might be some elderly lady who goes, You have a grey deer. <laughs> Look at mine. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Kate, we've got a dog here. Come and, come and tell everyone what you bought. 
BB cream for forty five dollars. What's a BB cream? It's like a moisturizer and a foundation in one. Uh, a BB cream. Yeah, that's all I needed. Is that it? Yeah. Sorted. Done. We're ready to roll then. Yep, the one that I normally get tinted moisturizer is seventy six dollars in the shop, and I got that one for forty five. Yes. Yeah, you made money. That, 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 that's a bargain. <laughs> Why don't we go back to that question that you missed? The five things. Five things about. Oh uh, yes. What was that? Let's let's roll back. You asked me a question. Five things I like about you. Oh really? Yeah, like, what did you say? Well, I didn't say anything because I don't think about the shit like that. Oh. But now he has. But now I have time. to. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yes, go on. Five things you like about well, me. Let me tell you, I have not been thinking about what this answer is. <laughs> These answers are going to be in that time since that question but was asked. But how many beers have you had since the question was asked? Not even five. Oh, not even five. <laughs> <laughs> Item one. Item one. Kate is pretty. Oh, thank you. Item two. Kate is sometimes funny, but sometimes when she's funny, she's being silly. If that makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I do stupid things and I he get finds amusement. them funny. <laughs> right, out of the silly things that Kate does. <laughs> Item three. Item three. She's very caring. Oh. Item four. Item four. Do I have to have five? Yeah, I think so. Uh, she's very caring. That was that one. Yeah. That's another three. generic thing I can do. Hey. <laughs> it's supposed to be generic. Okay, what's a non-generic? Why am I being put on the, on the spot here? There's five things. You should have heard the five things about Jimmy. One of them was his surname is Lloyd. <laughs> what were these questions all directed at you? Well, I flipped that one around. <laughs> yeah, I answered it. Yeah. Um, You've only got two more. Yeah, you're very thoughtful. Yeah, four. Last one. You've almost made it. You're at the top of Baldwin Street now. Come on. Yeah, we were talking about Baldwin Street. You missed that. Oh, God. Fact-finding mission. Number five. What do I like about you? I don't know, baby. Hmm. Um. Oh, come on now. You're near the, near the end. What about, like, you know, don't you do anything physical together? <laughs> It's the, 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 the sex life. <coughs> is the sex life good? The Do you like sex? Good. But that's not why I'm with Kane. You don't. That's not one of the top reasons, right? Really? Sorry. It, yeah, that doesn't sound right. God. Okay. Okay. But you're saying you're what saying about? it's very good, but it's not what somebody should be solely seeking for in a mate. Yes. So At least you're shallow. Are you saying that you Am see Kate as a excellent long-term partner in life? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, baby. That's all right. Five. Now, Kate, your turn. My turn. What you have to I do like it for Humphreys. Simon? Do you like that I'm grumpy? No. Oh. <laughs> Five things you don't like. <laughs> Five things I like about Simon. Um, I think Simon's very handsome. Oh. That's one of the things I like about myself. Yeah. You look like Jason, Jason Stratham, right? Jason Stratham. Stratham. Yeah. Um, That's me. My I think car. you're very generous. Okay. You'll find that out today when I buy you a drink. Yes. <laughs> yeah, more compliments, quickly. Um, you're funny. Mm -hmm. um, Number four. Yeah, that's three, isn't it? Number four. Oh, um, yes, she's struggling too. It always gets difficult. <laughs> Is this because you can always make up three generic things on the spot? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that you will be a very good dad one day. For you know, the future. So you, what you were saying, I have potential. Well, you. So that's that's a potential. You actually, you actually don't know. I could be a terrible father. You no. You're very good with children. Thanks. Um. I only really know two. That's not true. Oh, okay, three. You know heaps of children. So you're very good with children. And then number five, we're almost there. I know, we're almost there. So what have I said? I've said generous, handsome, good with... Handsome came first. Oh, sorry, okay. Handsome, generous, good with children. Um, Did I say caring? Because I think you're caring. I've said caring, so you can't use that. Oh, okay. Um, Ah, I said funny, I said funny. That's another one. Not as easy as it seems, eh? You're put on the spot. Um, he's very excellent at cooking. Excellent. He's got amazing chopping skills. Mm, I agree. My knife work. We've covered many topics tonight. So the challenge now as people is that we are now going to uh, conduct a pub crawl and we will be back later on and you'll hear a clear before and after of fun. Which got this sofa? part two now this is a massive experiment yeah I'm, I'm, I'm making coffee I'm making wine <laughs> and I hope sort to out. if I can find it make beer yes stop no there's only one beer left what? at home I, I drank the penultimate beer I'm currently opening my easter egg mmm Which is delicious. Humphreys has dropped a significant amount of coffee onto the floor. That was quite loud. Mm-hmm. So the game is, how long can we keep doing this podcast before... Is it still recording? Oh my Kate God. comes out and tells us poor, to, poor people to bugger off. Hi everyone, it's Soberloid again. I'm just stepping in here to save you from another two hours of pointless conversation. Um, So I'm going to use this opportunity to say thank you to Kate and Humphreys for hosting us. It was a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Um, Also, thanks to you both and Soph for joining uh, Guilty by Association. As for you, audience, I'm going to now leave you with just a sample of the conversation that happened into the twilight hours. Do enjoy. And as always, I'll see you next time. For the next guilty by association. You'd rather go hungry, wouldn't you? I don't mind porridge, it's quite yeah, nice. Porridge, yeah. I don't mind it. Zap it in the microwave. You don't have a microwave, do you? What I can't handle is quick oats. I think that they give you cancer. Right. Mm, allow me to give you an introduction to microwaves. I think he's full of shit. No, it's real. You reckon? Can I correct me if I'm wrong?
think he has one of the lowest body temperatures known to man. So the chocolate would not melt normally in his pocket. <laughs> Go on. You have me intrigued. It, it's, a, it's just all microwaves. Very, very lucky because as we all know, the native Inuits used to walk around with uh, Mars bars and that microwaves. It makes perfect sense, all of this. It does. It's it. You know. it is that what it is? Is a microwave oven just a synthetic love? That's profound. What I want to ask is the question that's on everyone's lips is how does it feel to have been drinking for the past 12 hours? Fantastic. I feel pretty good. What have we achieved? Well, well, we haven't had any wolf bless yet. Am I bigger than a cat and smaller than a horse? <laughs> is it a bear? You are actually, yeah. I am. Well, that narrows it down, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Are you, telling, are you telling us that we cannot milk this animal? <laughs> Correct. Is it a big cat? No. Am I a goat? No. I'm not getting up tomorrow. And it feels like glad wrap for the eyeballs. Yeah, it is. I just touched your eyeball. Gross. No. Just get it off my finger. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my, my vision is perfect. Yeah.